Hello, this is Rudy Holland. I want to thank you again for tuning in to another podcast and our study from the book of Philippians. I hope you'll get your Bibles. Turn with me to uh, chapter one of the book of Philippians. Today for our, our consideration from the book of Philippians in chapter number one, I'm really going to focus only on, only on one verse. It's actually the key verse for uh, the first chapter of Philippians. To just review just a moment, Paul is under house arrest and is in Rome and is believed that is at that time <clears throat> that this uh, letter was written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi. He writes to them and he, enc- he encourages him in the first chapter to uh, fellowship one with another and also have fellowship with the Lord Jesus. But he also focuses on the circumstances of his life and how to have joy in the midst of adverse circumstances. Now, he talks about a lot of things. He talks about how his, his uh, circumstances of being a prisoner has uh, allowed him to be a witness and to the household of Caesar uh, in the palace and other places, he says in one of the verses. And basically what I, I gleaned from that is that when when God places us in places and positions of adversity, do not look upon them as obstacles in our Christian experience, but look at them as being opportunities. He also mentions that there are those in the ministry who are preaching Christ, but they're doing so with jealousy and, and envy, and it's the word that is used in the verse in the King James, and they're quarrelsome. In other words, they want to argue, and they they're not, um, they're not very kind to the Apostle Paul. But Paul says, that's okay. They're preaching the gospel. He said then that there are some others that um, are preaching in love. And, and that's good. But whether in pretense or love, whatever the case, as long as the gospel is being preached. And I closed out our, our last podcast talking about how you and I need to understand that not not, not everybody's going to agree with us on everything. As a matter of fact, I don't agree with everybody about everything. And there are a lot of preachers I don't agree with. I may not agree with their eschatology. I may not agree with their ecclesiology. So what in the world does that mean? I may have a different view on the coming of Christ. I may see uh, uh, the, the church organization structured differently. I, there may be some differences. And I, I, I hold strongly to my positions. And I, I can prove it to you from the Bible. But they can say, say, we hold strong to our soon. We can prove ours from the Bible. So, but the real area uh, that, or the areas that determine our fellowship ought to be the fundamentals of the faith. Inspiration of Scripture. Uh, the sacrificial death of Jesus for the sins of mankind. Um, a literal hell, a literal heaven. All these fundamentals of the faith. Beyond that, well... If Christ be preached, praise the Lord. Be a little slow to be criti- to be critical. Be a little slow to to use the terminology throw somebody under the bus because they don't agree with you wholeheartedly. Paul says we ought to be more concerned about the furtherance of the gospel. But now, if you look in your Bibles and now to uh, verse number twenty-one, I say again, this is the key verse to the chapter. 
And I want to talk to you for the remainder of our time for this podcast from this verse. Paul, after making his declaration of, of the for, for the furtherance of the gospel, and even though others, some may not agree with him, he said, I, I, I've concluded for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Some time ago, I was out of town, went into a coffee shop on a Sunday morning prior to Sunday school hour and got a cup of coffee. Well, I was early, so I had a seat and they had TVs on and evidently it was owned by Christians because they had a pastor who was uh, preaching and has had the song service. And I, I just picked up a little bit of what he said, but he was talking about a matter of, of, of why do we live or how do we live our lives or why are we living our lives the way we do? And I, I sat there and listened to him. And as I was listening to him, I had some thoughts. It was not his outline, not his thoughts necessarily, but my thoughts. And I thought about this. The Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ. If I'm really going to live for Christ, then I do not procrastinate in doing the will of God. I don't put off doing what Jesus has called me to do because I am I live for Christ. I am his bond slave. Paul said that in the first verse I, of, of chapter 1. I am his servant. I am to live for him. That means when he has given me a command, I obey. I don't make excuses. I don't put it off. I live for Christ. For me to live as Christ means I do not procrastinate to do the will of God. Number two, for me to live in Christ means I live for a purpose. For a purpose. I live, for me to live is Christ. Christ is the purpose for my life. I live for Jesus. You know, we're not to live for others. I, I meet people all the time who are, so concerned about what others are going to think about them. They're so concerned about their, uh, their getting what they want. They live for themselves. You and I are not to live for others, and we're not to live for ourselves. For me to live, Paul said, is Christ. And what we ought to be saying is the same thing. I live for Jesus. My life, I want to be counted for Jesus. Some time ago, I was in a, in a church, and a gentleman came up to me. Well, no, I wasn't in a church either. I was, I was speaking to a group of missionary students. And one of the students raised his hand and said to me, Dr. Holland, when, when, you're, when you're gone, when life is over, if Jesus has not returned, how would you like to be remembered? And it really caught me off guard. But I thought a moment, and then I answered this way. And if I thought about my answer, and I think it to be true, I just want to be remembered as a servant of Jesus Christ. I wanted to be said, for him to live was Christ. The purpose of his life was to live for Jesus. My dear friend, I think that ought to be all of our aspirations. I don't know that I reach it, but I sure want to. For me to live, as Christ Paul said. 
for me to live in Christ not only is removes procrastination from our lives, it gives us a purpose to live for. But for if I'm going to live for Christ, then it, it means I ought to seek perfection. Now you say, well, you can't, you'll never be perfect. Oh, I know that. I'll never be good looking, but I still comb my hair and brush my teeth and wash my face every morning. You see, I may not ever be, be perfect, but I want to strive to be as perfect as I can because I'm living for Jesus. I want to do my best. I want to give my best. I want to be all that I can be. Because for me to live, you see, is Christ. I'm afraid we've lost a lot of that in, our, in today's society, even among our churches. We do so many things so haphazardly. And I know you say, well, you're just an old fogey. Well, so be it. I still believe if you're really living for Christ, you want to give him your best. You want to be at your best. You want to seek to be as, as complete. The word perfect means complete. As perfect as you can be because you're doing it and you're being it for Jesus. Then last of all, for me to live is Christ. Well, that means I'm to live for one person. One person. Now, I want you to know there are a lot of people in my life that I, I can also say I, I live for. I live for my wife. I want her to know that she has a priority. She is a priority in my life. I want her to know that she is number one. There's no other. There is none other like her. I, I, I live for my daughter. <laughs> my daughter and I, uh, she's... Now, I don't think she'd mind if I said she's, she'll soon be 53 and I'm 76. But we still talk every day. We have all of her life. Uh, she, she, she's, my, she's my very special, special daughter. And she's the only daughter I have. She's the only child I have alive. And she's very special. And I want her to know that she is a priority in my life. And my granddaughter and my grandson, I want them to know they have a special place, a priority in my life. I love them. They are, they are very important in my life. My wife, my daughter, my grandchildren. But wait a minute. Hold on. I want to be one that's above my wife, my daughter, my grandchildren. I want it to be in my life for me to live is Christ. Now, if Christ is first in my life, all the other folks will have right, the right position as well. But the truth is, I want to be able to say with the Apostle Paul, for me to live is Christ. Then the Apostle Paul said something else. He said, after that, he said, but the truth is, for me to die is gain. Now, in the verses following that statement, Paul says in verse 22, But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor. Yet what shall I choose? I want not. He said, if I live for Christ in this life, and he said, that'll be the fruit, that'll be the reward. He said, but so what? He said, because I, I, I'm, in, I, I'm in a strait. You see that in verse 23? For I am in a strait betwixt two. I, I, I really want to go to heaven to be with Jesus having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better than anything I could ever have down here is what he's saying. 
Nevertheless, to abide in the flesh is more needful for you. You know, I, I want it to be said, I know Rudy's going to heaven one day, but I sure hope God gives him more time down here. I want to be a blessing while I'm here. And the only way I can be that is to be able to say that first part of verse 21, for me to live as Christ. My dear friend, I hope your life, I hope my life are valuable for the cause of Christ. I hope we can honestly and truly say, for me to live is Christ. But when the time comes to die, will be gain. For I'll be free from suffering. I'll be freed from the presence of sin. I'll be in the presence of the Savior that I live for. Well, I hope you consider these thoughts today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your listening to the podcast more than you will ever know. And please let us know that you're listening. We want to know that you're listening to the, uh, to the podcast. And I hope they're a blessing to you. And I look forward to being with you again uh, next time. And next time we'll finish the first chapter of the book of Philippians. Have your Bible and be ready until then. God bless you and goodbye.